Hello everyone, happy Thursday. My name is Allison Dijak and welcome to On The Scene, your weekly source for KW music, arts, film, and event listings here on midtownradio.ca. We want to begin our program by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional and contemporary stolen territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral people, as well as the Haldeman Tract, a promise that continues to be left unfulfilled. And we are grateful to be using this space this evening for our show. Now, our show on the scene will be live on Thursdays from 7 to 8 p.m. This summer, we're having new live episodes every first and third Thursday. So it's a third Thursday, and we are broadcasting live at AOK in DTK. <laughs> we're at AOK Craft Beer Bar and Arcade Bar here in downtown Kitchener. And I'm joined as always by Derek Rydell, my co-producer and the man on the sound. How's it going, Derek? I am great, Allison. How are you? Good as well. Yeah, it's so fun to be back here. The first time we were ever at AOK was like our second episode of the show yeah. ever. I don't even know if you were running sound. I think no, you were getting trained I on sound that night. Very wet behind the ears. <laughs> very, very wet behind the ears. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a fun night. We interviewed Paige Warner, a mm-hmm. musician, and Amy Smoke and Bongishimo. They had like a film release that they were doing that weekend, and that was a really fun episode. It was a great, it was a great episode, yeah. Yeah, so it's really, really nice to be back at AOK. <laughs> um, I was talking to Kara, the manager here, before we started, and was saying, like, they are just crushing the events lately. Yeah. Like, I just keep seeing pictures of like full houses here. Thursday nights tonight, they're going to have their rock band night later in the That's evening. That's pretty popular. Yeah. Um, Eric Moon, who we've had on the show before, he hosts it. So starting at 8 p.m., it's going to get very rowdy here <laughs> <laughs> for some fun rock band. I was actually here last week. I was in downtown. We are like, oh, we should like go for a drink somewhere. Poked our head in here. I was like, that's a party. I'm not in the mood for that tonight, but that is a party. Do do you play rock band? Have you played Um, rock band? I have. Yeah, it was like big like when I was in high school, I would say. It got pretty big. Um, I always like doing like the singing. Like if I knew knew the song, I always... What song is it? I feel like Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Weezer? I think that was like one of the songs that I would like regularly do. (laughs) Uh, What about you? Have you played it? Oh, yeah. I used to to play it a lot. Yeah. (laughs) A lot, yeah. Uh, It's fun. A lot of... Nights with some beverages and oh, some yeah. friends, and oh, yeah. we're doing high kicks like David Lee Roth <laughs> around my living room. <laughs> I feel like that probably but, you know, it was fun. <laughs> that probably happens here too, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so every Thursday, AOK hosts their uh, rock band nights, and then they've also starting hosting started hosting once a month on Sundays. They do an open stage drag night with Sasha Tees. So it's for like new drag performers that want to come out and like try it out try out a new thing for the first time um sasha tease hosts this amazing night and again i have seen pictures from it and it just seems like it's like a really wonderful like welcoming inclusive environment and people are just like cheerleaders for all the people that want to try out something new for the first time so yeah this is this is a lovely space um if you had to choose a game in here what game would you be oh or okay i didn't even have to finish (laughs) the sentence yeah no mortal (laughs) Kombat or nba jam those yeah those are the two yeah Yeah, i'm trying to think what i would play honestly mortal Kombat. that's like a nostalgia one for me i grew up with older brothers and like played a lot of the like violent kind of fighting games and stuff because of them I think I so. I think they also have the Ninja Turtle game. Yes, here. they do. Yeah, that's a good one too. They do. Yeah, of this course, is pinball. You can't go wrong with pinball. That's I mean the classic. Yeah. I also see like the dome hockey over there, like the like yes. big dome thing with like the kind of foosball controls. So might have to play some games after we finish here. <laughs> Sounds like a challenge. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but we're excited uh, to be back on the mics tonight for another great show. We're going to be talking about 
um, all the arts and culture events coming up over the next two weeks. We're going to listen to some local music. And later in the show, we're going to sit down with two awesome guests, the owner of White Tiger Vintage, Miranda Campbell, and singer-songwriter Allison Brown. So let's kick things off with some music to start. Um, now, this artist actually just released a live video today, and I had listened to it, and I was like, okay, we have to put that on the show. Um, Rachel Hickey is a fantastic uh, local singer-songwriter. She has just been like leveling up the past couple years. She released uh, her first EP and then I think a year later released another one and she's been releasing all these really beautiful singles in the last couple months. So this is her brand new song, Hi, and it's actually a live recording um, from a trip she took to Montreal. Um, so this is Hi, live from the Loft Studio. Hi, 
You just heard Hi by Rachel Hickey. That was actually a live recording um, that she just posted on her YouTube page today, so you can check it out. Rachel Hickey is going to be performing next Friday, July 28th at TWB as part of their summer music series. So if you liked what you heard, definitely check her out. She is a fantastic live act. I've actually seen her quite a few times and whew, what, what a songwriter. She's incredible. So check it out. Um, welcome back to On the Scene on Midtown Radio. My name is Allison Dijak, and we are super excited uh, for our show tonight. We're broadcasting live on location here at AOK Craft Beer and Arcade Bar in downtown Kitchener. I love being at this spot. There's just like so many fun light up things all around me. It's like I kind of want to look at things, and but then I get distracted from the show. <laughs> Johnny Five behind me is super cool. Yeah, there's just like so much cool artwork around here. I feel like you could really like take a long time kind of looking at every corner and seeing what's going on. So definitely a cool spot to be tonight. Um, Over the next hour, we're going to be talking all about the local arts and culture events going on in KW. And coming up shortly, we'll be chatting with Miranda Campbell, the owner of White Tiger Vintage. And then in the second half, we'll chat with Alison Brown, a singer-songwriter who's in town this weekend. Before we dive into our interviews, though, Derek, let's talk about some events. All right, let's do it. Okay, so one kind of highlight shout out I want to give is that Good Co Productions, they have been doing so many cool pop-up concerts this summer. Um, They always kind of throughout the year, they have like a lot of different shows going on, but this summer they are doing usually like three to four performances every week. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to one last week, my band performed in one a few weeks ago, and they are just really lovely events that really just feel like such a like community kind of feel good evening I would say like people are like sitting on blankets and there's like nice lights and you know they introduce the bands and people just seem so grateful to have like free local music in downtown Um, so definitely if you haven't checked out any of the Good Co pop-up shows yet um, follow them on Instagram, Good Co P-R-O-D, I think, Good Co Productions. Um, on Wednesdays, they usually have music at the Kitchener Market. Thursdays, they do shows at Vogel Sang Green. And Friday evenings, it seems like they usually do like under the market, like in their parking garage or like some other unique locations. And a fun thing is that it's always a secret artist too. So you don't know who it's going to be, but like, you know, it's going to be a cool, yeah, good that's, time. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What are you excited for this weekend or in the next couple weeks? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I got two events for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked about this a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sugar Run on Friday, uh, July 28th, 9 p.m. Uh, Top Shelf Burlesque is back, and they are presenting a show called (laughs) Drip Sticky Sweet Burlesque. (laughs) (laughs) It's $20, uh, and it's well worth it. Yes. Uh, I've been helping out doing the music for Sassy Ray, former guest of the show, Mm -hmm. and it's a great crowd, a great vibe, and and her crew are really talented, and, and it's... Funny song, dance, comedy. It's 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 a well worth the the twenty dollars to get in and, and hang out and then nice. stay afterwards for the after parties. So. Yeah, nice. So that's that's one. <laughs> uh, the other one, uh, I'm going again with the Apollo Cinema. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've for me, they've just been killing it with the <laughs> movies. On uh, Saturday the 29th, they're playing Blue Velvet. Okay, I've never seen Blue Velvet. Uh, Give us like a very short synopsis. Like, what's the vibe? Well, it's David Lynch. So it's very strange and bizarre. <laughs> oh, David Lynch, Twin I'm Peaks, Eraserhead. He's a very cult, okay, uh, cult okay. film director. Yeah. Uh, Blue Velvet's kind of what I think one of his bigger films. It was nominated for Academy Awards. Uh, but uh, it's about a young man who finds an ear in the woods and uh, <laughs> slowly finds out that his small innocent type town is okay. uh, a little darker than he expected okay. uh dennis hopper is a madman in that movie okay. uh not for everybody yeah for <laughs> people sure. will either love it or hate it <laughs> but I nice it. to see that one on the big screen um, though. but yeah it's uh, uh blue velvet that's at the <laughs> apollo 
Love it. Yeah, the Apollo is like crushing it. Anytime I look at their calendar, there's just like so much that I want to see. There, there's a lo- I looked at the August schedule and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, you just you have to be there every night. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or stay for a double feature well, or something. I was saying last Thursday I went to Jaws and stayed for Raiders of the Lost Ark. What a combo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give one more event shout out here. Um, this one caught my attention because of like my nostalgic childhood. Um, they are doing a Britney Spears drag night at the Pub on King. It's next weekend, so Sunday, July 30th. Um, Britney Spears drag night hosted by Antique Doll and Ultraviolet. It's also going to be performances from Sasha Tease, Melody Bijou, and more. Honestly, I was such a Britney Spears fan girl when I was younger. Like, absolutely obsessed i had the poster in my bedroom my friends and i would try to learn the dance moves so (laughs) this sounds like it's gonna be a good night um tickets for students are ten dollars and general admission is fifteen dollars so next sunday pub on king get some throwback britney spears times oops they did it again Uh, If you ever want to check out more events that are happening over the next couple weeks, you can head to our website, onthescenekw.ca, and check out a ton of different local arts and culture happenings going on in music, film, festivals, the stage, comedy, and more. Well, one of our favorite things to do on On The Scene is to chat with people that are making these awesome events happening, that are contributing to our local arts and culture scene. And I'm very excited to have this guest on our show for the first time. My first guest for the night is Miranda Campbell, owner of White Tiger Vintage in downtown Kitchener. She opened the store 12 years ago in 2011, and it has now become a staple for unique items in the downtown core. Miranda loves focusing on the sustainability of thrifted clothing as well as the value of finding old gems. She is organizing the Way Cool Vintage Market this weekend on Gockle Street, and we are thrilled to have her on our show tonight. Welcome to On the Scene, Miranda. Hello, thank you. Yeah, we're so excited. I've been like looking through the White Tiger Vintage um, Instagram page. I'm like, oh, this is a vibe. This is like right up my alley. I love it. (laughs) So uh, you grew up in KW. Yes. I'm curious, what were some of the spots you remember getting clothing as a child or teen? What was like your style kind of in the school days? Oh, wow. I think... Oh, that's I in the early 2000s. I yes. was wearing like lowrider denim flares, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, like I was just getting to high school then, like in 2000. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of that. And I remember like buying like a lot of revival 70s pieces, okay, but 90s cool. style. So, I have this, I still have this jumpsuit that I bought. I, jean machine and it's just like <laughs> yes. one piece like stretchy white denim That's like amazing. flared um jumpsuit yeah and it has this like low but a low riding belt which okay. is like more that style <laughs> i'm more high waist now yeah yeah but i still sure. have it it's just like this gem of mine that i've, I've loved for so much of my life yeah. <laughs> I don't wear it any longer it's just like a piece that I look yeah at. just to have yeah, right yeah. I have a few things like that yeah. things that like they don't fit me anymore but I'm like I just want to have this it's like just to remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> the times you know the high yeah. school times <laughs> <laughs> so have you always kind of been into like the vintage clothing like the retro kind of fashion kind of looking I, looking at different styles or I definitely have since I was very young, maybe grade six, been really into old music. Mm-hmm. So I got into my older my older sister's five years older than me, and she was like showing me all the old like eighties movies, like all the John Hughes movies. Nice. And like one of my favorite movies is Pretty in Pink. Oh, yeah. And she like goes thrifting and like reworks her clothes, and she had like her own style. And like Andy, I was like she was like my icon. I thought she was so cool. Yeah. Um, but when I was really young, my grandmother used to take me, and my mom would take me too, to the St. Vincent de Paul. That okay. was um, now worth a second look on Victoria yeah. Street. And I remember going there so much as a kid and getting like 
stuffed animals and like little knickknacks and I just loved thrifting mm. as a child so um, I can thank my mom and my grandmother for doing that for me since I was totally. younger because when I was thrifting in high school it was not cool no like, you would okay. get made fun of be like oh did you get that at value village yeah like, now it's like yes I did this, what a score totally. but like then it was like people would try to insult you by which was like totally wrong but like yeah. not having a lot of money is like a weird thing but yeah you yeah know, those were the weird t- it was a weird time I yeah. think yeah it's neat to like think about that shift you're totally right yeah. like even when I think back of like yeah being in school as well it's kind of like oh we gotta go to the secondhand store for something but now like truly everything I own is secondhand yes. and yeah it's so exciting when you're like ooh, I got this secondhand people are like oh so cool and I know so like trendy and and stuff yeah it's really shifted a lot yes think about that um so you opened your store back in 2011 were there any other like major vintage or consignment shops in the downtown core when you opened there was out of the past okay and they that was the only one at that time Mm -hmm. and then uptown i think 360 might have been still open okay Mm, I can't remember. Yeah, but it was kind of like you were kind of one of the major newer yeah. stores. Lester and Oak was open when I had opened. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that they were that old. Yes, wow. I like then. just discovered Lester yeah. and Oak like mm-hmm. a year ago. So. No, I oh, had, very cool. I'm not sure when they opened, but I had opened uh, yeah. Uh, later. Yeah. Okay. What other businesses were around you when you opened in downtown Kitchener? Do you remember <laughs> like who your neighbors were? Or so are they the same? It's pretty much the same. Okay. On my end of town, there is not much happening. <laughs> Thank God, a year later, the Yeti opened. Okay. And, like, yeah. I had, like, this companion to, yeah. like, like lament about how shitty that end of town was. Sorry, can I swear? Yeah. Oh, no, Online swear. radio. It's <laughs> all right. Online radio. Yeah. But there was a l- nothing happening on that. And, like, it, it was so different then. Downtown oh, yeah. was so desolate, I'd almost say. Totally. Like, everything was for lease and businesses were struggling. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was just, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, cool things happening down yeah. at that time. So when I opened up, yeah, there wasn't much happening. New City Market, which is still there, yeah. <laughs> and Kim the hairdresser who's beside me, yeah. like they've been there for a long time. Yeah. Why was it important for you to be in downtown Kitchener then? Why did you choose that spot? I like that end of town. Yeah. I lived on that end of town, and I thought to be in the city center would be the most ideal spot you know and I wasn't I was a little bit outside of the center Mm -hmm. at that time true um, yeah now things have kind of spreading and it's kind of coming together more Mm -hmm. um yeah just like the vibe Mm -hmm. and I I liked it then too like how it was before it had this edginess to it yeah I was gonna say people say sometimes Mm -hmm. the downtown Kitchener is like a little gritty but like in a good way kind of yeah Yeah. I felt the same way when I moved back here after being away for a while like I grew up in suburbia Waterloo and I was like I want to live close to downtown Kitchener because there's like artsy and gritty things going on and it just seems like cooler yeah totally and I since I live right on around the corner Mm. I constantly walk by that shop and before I opened I was like I need to rent I love that shop Mm. I want to rent that and then it became mine after which is weird because I I tried to rent another space and it fell through and then I was like okay I was afraid to like take on the the whole overhead of that space thinking it was going to be too big just you know starting out as a business owner having some beer so I wanted to do a smaller spot but it fell through so I was like okay I'm just gonna as a sign I gotta go for that spot it's my it's the spot that I want and like struggle a little bit more to cover the rent at first but it worked out in the end and I'm still there and I've almost moved a few times but I'm still there so I don't know oh it's the right spot to (laughs) be Um, so I'm curious when you're looking for clothes for the shop What's kind of your process? What are some of the places that you hit up to find some good vintage finds? Hmm. Some are secret. <laughs> okay, that's okay. No, that's I'm just okay. kidding. I, uh, you know, I there's a mix that okay. I do. People bring in pieces. Oh, okay. I go thrifting to multiple places. I travel a lot as well, and mm. I'll pick things up. Um, I source from... Um, places in Toronto as well uh, so it's kind of a nice mix of things yeah. yeah do you have a piece or any pieces that like stick out as like one of the best finds that you've had like 
recently or one that really sticks out? It's like, oh, I can't believe that I found that jacket or those boots or anything like that. Or they're all just kind of special oh God, in their so own way. There's so many amazing pieces. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, what's the best piece that I've found? I, like I feel years like that's ago, a hard question, but I was ago, curious. <laughs> I bought a Led Zeppelin Raglan shirt, okay. and it says, like, Stairway to Heaven, and it was a small fitted Raglan shirt that okay. fit me perfectly. Oh. And, um, yeah, it's it says, on the eighth day, God made Led Zeppelin, and, and it's like the Stairway <laughs> to Heaven. It was just really cool. I love that. Yeah. Did you keep it for yourself, I, or yes, did you put yes, it up for sale? Okay. I was like, this is mine. Yeah, I, did, co- I collect rock t-shirts. So. Nice. <laughs> Does that happen often, that you find something, it's like, no, I'm going to keep that for myself instead uh, of putting it up yes. in the store. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely happens all the time. Yeah, I feel I feel like I would do the same, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I'm curious. If you could dress one celebrity for an event or, like, for a photo shoot, who would you want to style? Oh, wow. <laughs> who would I want to style? Yeah, if you could, like, choose fancy clothes for them and like, kind of choose can, things from your store. Do they have to be alive still? No, <laughs> they don't have to. We make up the rules here. David Bowie. Oh, what a okay. great answer. <laughs> <laughs> You're pulling a Derek's heartstrings. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, that would be so cool. Yes, that would be 100% amazing. Uh, or Mark Bolin, because I also love Mark Bolin. Okay, mm. that would be awesome. Mm. I was just thinking sometimes, like, you know, having all this, like, clothing at your disposal from a store, it's like, be cool to, like, style someone or, you know, pick out a piece that it's like, oh, if only David Bowie could wear this or yes. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what's happening this weekend. I'm sure you've had a super busy week because there is the Way Cool Vintage Market happening on Saturday. Um, this is the first time this is happening, right? This is a new event? Yes, it's the first time. Cool. Okay, tell us a little bit about like how it got started. What made you think to have a whole vintage market in the downtown, a big street festival. Well, I was actually, they uh, the city reached out to me oh, to okay. see if I wanted to help uh, or, or organize this event to mm. coincide with the Wayback Music Festival yeah. that's happening on Saturday. So I immediately thought, yes, I want mm-hmm. to do this. It's going to be so much fun. Um, having a vintage market downtown for the first time, being able to bring together smaller businesses together. Yeah. 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 So it looks like there's going to be, I think I counted correctly, 22 different clothing vendors. I don't know if you have a specific number in mind. Yes. I think it's 22. Yeah. Maybe 23. But yeah. Very (laughs) cool. Are they kind of a mix of like some local people and then people from out of town as well coming in for the weekend? There's actually quite a few coming from Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. cool. And then a lot of people from around here and a couple people from Toronto, maybe Burlington. And I think that's it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Tell us what else is happening. I know there's like some pop-ups, drinks, there's entertainment, music and stuff. What's going on at yes. the festival? So it's on Gockle Block mm-hmm. um, and the new containers that they put there. Yeah. Uh, starting at 2 until 8. Um, Goldie's Convenience is setting up a pop-up bar. Which we love. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. I'm so excited. And also excited because we have... Uh, DJ Good Doctor, who is also (laughs) sitting right here, Derek. He's going to be he's going to be DJing the event. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited to have him DJ because he knows his music. Oh yeah, (laughs) you got the good retro vibe. You're making me blush. (laughs) Good thing it's radio. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it sounds like it's just going to be so fun. I think we've been so lucky to have this nice outdoor space with um, the Gockle Block, just where. Yeah, people can set up shop for the day and it's covered and there's power if they need it. And there's just like, it's nice to have the infrastructure there, right? You don't have to worry about tent rentals or Mm. things like that. Like you can kind of, it makes things easier on the the people that want to run these cool local events. Definitely. It's a great space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're super excited for the festival. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, If people want to find out more about the vintage market or about White Tiger, where can they find you online? Uh, On our Instagram. Okay. At White Tiger Vintage or Mm -hmm. also on Facebook. Same. 
same place. <laughs> Perfect. Well, if you're in the mood for some vintage finds this weekend or want to get a drink from Goldie's or hear some great retro music, definitely folks can check out the Way Cool Vintage Market. It's going to be on the Gawkle Block on Saturday from 2 to 8 p.m. Thanks so much for chatting with us, Miranda. Yeah. It was so cool to hear a little bit more about the shop and how things get started. And uh, here's to another many more years in that magical spot. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's awesome. Great. Thanks. Um, we are going to hear some music now from a local. Well, he's not local anymore. He was local. Um, a, lo a performer that's going to be part of the Way Back Festival. So we have two way festivals this weekend we have the way cool vintage market on Galka block and then the way back music festival that's happening in carl's air square like kitchener city hall they're gonna bring in some cool acts sass jordan and kim mitchell, kim mitchell yep. and uh, and also <laughs> connor Gaines is gonna be there so connor Gaines, i think he got his start in kw or he like was a music student here maybe okay. spent some time in kw i think he now lives in toronto but i follow his music and he is like one of the most talented singers i've ever heard so he's gonna be hitting the stage downtown kitchener on saturday night so uh we're gonna hear a song from him now this is connor Gaines with his song light shine in Running space not destruction I want in a river, not the ocean. It's when I break it down, down to nothing. I know what I want and who I am. Looking for the answers from here to California. Looking wildflowers off on the side of the road. Oh. 
just heard Light Shine In by Connor Gaines. Connor is going to be performing as part of the Way Back Music Festival this Saturday in downtown Kitchener alongside legends Sass Jordan and Kim Mitchell. Kim Mitchell. Are you going to check it out this weekend? Uh, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably, my wife really wants to see Sass Jordan. Okay. So I'll definitely be there. Whether or not we stay for Kim Mitchell, uh, Come maybe, on, maybe patio not. lanterns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing you like cringe as I sing that. <laughs> Very talented musician. Uh, oh, nothing yeah. against Kim Mitchell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, everyone has their own thing that they like, honestly. <laughs> Speaking well, I, of- I like I Am a Wild Party. I mean, that's that's a, oh, yeah. that's a killer track. He's yeah. got some Max Webster stuff that yeah. was really cool. <laughs> Speaking of good music, um, we were just chatting during the song break that like the music rotation on at AOK right now is so good it's like transporting me back to university it's all this like indie rock kind of like Brit like Brit rock a little bit I don't know actually if Vampire Weekend is British but I don't, I it's don't just know. it's bringing me back to my university days it's so definitely that indie yeah, 2000 the, indie sound yeah the indie vibe so big shout out to AOK we've been live broadcasting here all night and uh Always a fun place to be. They're getting ready for their rock band night with Eric Moon starting at 8 p.m. Okay. Maybe someone will do Kim Mitchell. Maybe. <laughs> I know that Eric, when he hosts it, a cool thing about what he does is he actually programs his own songs yeah, he's got for like rock an band. Insane amount yeah. of songs. Yeah. So you don't have to just go with like the classic like 50 songs or whatever. Um, he will take like. A Lady Gaga song or he'll take like yeah. a Dua Lipa song and he will code it I guess in a way that it works for a rock band so you can That's like crazy. play rock band to like Miley Cyrus if you want or something. We'll have to ask if he has if he has any Kim Mitchell Okay well it is time for our three stars of KW this summer we have been choosing three things in KW that deserve VIP status and a little shout out for how great they make our cities so my first star tonight is going out to the folks at Pink Lemonade Records they are just putting on so many cool shows cool venues cool bands they are doing awesome busy, things. Busy, busy. Yeah, Lots awesome things for the local music scene. So they deserve a star this week. Absolutely. <laughs> Who are you going to give a star to this week? Uh, I'm giving my star to the Grand Trunk. Okay. I just had dinner there because every Thursday they're special. I always pick food. I pick <laughs> a lot of food. That's okay. <laughs> uh, their Thursday night special is called the Chicken Shack. Oh, so okay. it's uh, their famous chicken tossed in their house cherry bomb hot sauce, topped with coleslaw and pickles. Ugh. Oh my god! Why wasn't I there for oh, dinner? It's so, it's so good. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. So that's my third star. Big is star. The chicken, the chicken shack <laughs> sandwich at Grand Trunk, only available on Thursdays. Okay, I love it. Again, I always say we got to do a show there, right? Yeah. Well, Eat we, the fried chicken. We could talk about we it. We could have the chicken shack okay. and do the show. <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> okay, and our third star of KW tonight is going to the housemade Rattler at TWB. I am a sucker for a Rattler beer, like a little grapefruit mm-hmm. or orange action. TWB makes their own on tap. They'll mix one of their beers with like a lemonade or something or like one of their fruity beers. Chef's kiss. You know it's like so to, good. What I like to do with the Rattlers? I'll put a shot of bourbon in it as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just give it an extra little kick. That would be good. <laughs> Maybe TWB will try it out sometime. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Rattlers are tasty. Yeah, so good. And to have it on tap like that, mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Well, thank you for making Kitchener-Waterloo an amazing place to be. We thank you for your service, three stars of KW. If you have a suggestion for another star of KW, you can always send it our way on Instagram at KW. Well, my second guest for this evening is Allison Brown, and I am very excited to chat with her. She's sort of been connected with Midtown Radio in some different ways for quite a few years. 
Allison's music rambles have taken her across Canada on several occasions, playing music from atop hay wagons to festival stages, concert halls to living rooms, campfires to stone amphitheaters, churches and record stores, coffee houses and honky-tonk saloons, to aboard moving passenger rail cars. She performs solo with guitar and voice, but often teams up with musical friends for a variety of unique collaborations. This weekend, she is making her performance return to Kitchener with a show at the Yeti Bar, and we are very excited to chat with her about it tonight. Welcome to On The Scene, Allison. Well, thank you so much, Allison and Derek and Midtown listeners. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I loved emailing you because I got to say, Dear Allison from Allison. <laughs> and I had to email you back, Dear yeah. Allison from Allison. I it's love lovely. It. We both have two L's. I know. It's, it's very nice. rare. It's like a and, weirdly and, and exciting thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be back in Kitchener? Oh, it always feels great to be back in Kitchener. I, I confess I haven't spent much time here mm-hmm. this year. I was yeah. here in January helping out Coral Andrews with her big book launch for the back door. I kind of yeah. did some of the production work on putting together the show that kind of went along with the launch party. So that was a big, uh, a big event and a huge success. Mm. Um, so I was here for a few days in January. But if, aside from that, I haven't been here since last summer when I was also cat sitting. So yeah. I'm cat sitting this week. So I'm back again for another couple weeks in town. And it's been really great. Perfect. Now, did you ever live in Kitchener-Waterloo for an extended period of time? Or I feel like you just have connections in some way. (laughs) Well, you know, 2020 was a strange year for everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was one of those people who really believed that the whole thing would just be over in a couple months. Yeah. You know, and I had this lovely Serb money coming in finally. And I was like, well, I think it's about time I should finally get back out of my parents' house in Windsor. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had this goal of moving to Kitchener before that because I I had spent so much time here doing different house sits and dog sits for people, yeah. you know, kind of in, in big chunks. Like I was here for a whole month one one time cat sitting for some regular clients of mine. And I thought, you know what? I might like to try living in Kitchener. It seems like a great place to live if you don't have a car. Yeah. Um, it's very, you know, it's different. And I lived in London for a lot of years. And I was like, oh, I don't think I want to go right back to London. I want to try something new. So I did move here in 2020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the pandemic did not end. <laughs> Yeah. Right away, like I expected <laughs> it to. But I still managed to have some fun. Like, I kind of got by and just, you know, did a bunch of different um, online jobs as well as I was cleaning people's houses and stuff. But I really came to town because I wanted to kind of, like, get involved with the scene. But mm. because of the timing, there kind of was there no scene. There wasn't a lot of scene. And, yeah. uh, and things just didn't really pan out. And so I ended up going back to Windsor, where I'm at kind of now. When I'm not yeah. traveling, I'm at my parents' house. And you know, just kind of freewheeling in the meantime. So again, I do a ton of dog and cat sitting as well as music. So, you know, and a lot of other different services for artists and for arts organizations as well. So, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. So a connection to the local music scene is uh, you've been doing some shows with Onion Honey, um, an awesome bluegrass group, or I don't know, bluegrass folk kind of group. Kind of old time folk yeah. with a little slice of bluegrass yeah. in there too. Yeah. Um, you recently played like a mini tour with them. How did that come about? Oh, that was so fun. We just had a blast. I, I, I was kind of sad when it was over because yeah. I've known the Onion Honey group for many years. Okay. Um, even in past iterations of the group. But yeah, we've collaborated on different things over the years and we're really good friends and it was kind of a no-brainer to try Mm -hmm. to do a few shows together um so they came all the way down to uh a little place near windsor called lakeshore okay where we did a concert at an apple orchard it was fantastic it was sold out 100 people came it was fantastic (laughs) there was a little bit of rain but it cleared up right in time for the show Mm -hmm. and then they brought me to something that they did uh Kind of near Hamilton. I can't remember exactly. It wasn't like a town. It was sort of between Kitchener and Hamilton. Yeah. Um, It was at this farm, the Luna Farm. That's where it was. And so I kind of was just their guest that night because they played the whole show and I just dropped in for a few songs. Uh, We made a video that weekend as well. And then we wrapped things up on the Sunday uh, at Railway City Brewing in St. Thomas. So it was a really great weekend. And they are just such a great band. And I'm so glad Mm -hmm. to see that they're doing so many really exciting things. They have a great show coming up. Uh, It's like the Good Lot Brewery Bluegrass Festival. Oh, I love Good Lot. Yeah, but it's not at the brewery. It's at a different location. But if you look on their website, it's coming up uh, next week. 
So cool. yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Onion Honey holds a special uh, place in yes. Midtown Radio. They were one of yes. the first local bands we ever played on the station. Actually, they were like the first handful of CDs that we got. One was from them. So they're so uh, great. Yeah, we try to kind of check in with them every couple of years, and uh, yeah, they're just doing awesome things. Um, so you've been playing shows for a really long time. Uh, it says you have over two decades of experience on your on your website. Um, I'm curious, when did you write your first song that you felt was like worth sharing? Or when did you have a song that you really wanted to perform in front of somebody or share oh with somebody? Goodness. Wow. We're <laughs> going back to the way back. vault, Allison. Yeah. My goodness. Um, <laughs> Well, I started singing way, way before I started writing songs. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was something that I felt like I needed to start doing in order to kind of build a career. So it was definitely, you know, I wasn't in my bedroom writing songs, you know, in a way that a lot of other songwriters start where they're just sort of trying to express themselves and, you know, work through their feelings and share stories. You know, I was really always kind of keeping the songwriting with performance in mind in the first place. So um, that being said, the first song that I came up with was certainly not very profound at all. It was, no a, song called, it was a song called Pizza and Beer, which I wrote when I was like in my early 20s, uh, after I had been singing in public for quite a long time. And okay. I, I used to sing in a group with my cousin, and she was kind of the main songwriter, and I would sing the background parts and, and that kind of thing. So... Mm. So, you know, I had a, lo- a few different musical projects before I started writing songs. And yeah. I've always consistently included, uh, you know, traditional and cover type material in my sets. Mm-hmm. I've never really performed full concerts of my own music. Like, yeah. even today, I can really fill maybe a 45-minute set with my own music. But, you know, I do really um, appreciate the wealth of great songs that are out there. So, yeah. uh, and I'm a singer way before songwriter. So I really have been focusing a lot on vocals and focusing on, um, you know, putting together great musicians together in collaborations. So, yeah. 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 What's one of your favorite covers to perform right now? What's kind of at the top of your list right now? Ooh, well, uh, last summer I went to London and I recorded an EP of five covers. Mm-hmm. So those are definitely top on my list right now. Um, I've been doing a Daniel Romano song that I just absolutely love. It's called Life Passes and Old Fires Die. Okay. That's a fave. Um, there's a great song by a guy named Charlie Roth. Um, it's called Star Motel. It's about mm-hmm. life on the road as a musician. I love singing that one. And nice. I do try to pick quote covers that are songs that people don't really know that well like um, I think the track that you're going to play this evening Don't Wait Too Long that's a Madeline Peru song so you know I'm picking songs that are kind of from different places and like one of the songs I recorded was written back in the 30s so you know I do try to pull from a different variety and I mean over the years I've played covers from like you know, a guy named Butch Hancock from Texas. I do one of his songs pretty regularly. I do Bob Dylan songs. I do Neil Young songs. Nice. You know, I do some stuff that people don't necessarily hear. It's not like I'm singing Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under every night. Yeah. So, <laughs> wagon know. wheel. Does wagon no, wheel get in No rotation? wagon wheel. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, wagon wheelers. Yeah. I, no, don't worry. <laughs> playing in a band as well. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> it's The nice thing about playing covers is that you know, sometimes you can choose that song that someone's like, oh, I love this one. It's so nice mm. to hear it. But then other times you play one and yeah, they might not even know it's a cover and you can kind of like breathe new life into this right. song and they go, oh, what was that song you played? And then, you know, it could become a new favorite for somebody else. Exactly. Right? Like right now, my little tagline is all your favorite songs you've never heard before. So, oh, you know, I love you that. Oh, that needs to be so. like on a T-shirt or something. Uh-huh, I really like uh-huh. that. Yes. Yeah. Derek's thinking about it. I yeah. can tell. <laughs> He's like, I'm making these shirts. I love that. Um, what has been a favorite place to play over the years? I mean, you've played oh all over the place. Do you kind of have one that sticks out or is a favorite for a certain reason? Uh, there's a few that really stick out. Uh, okay. I got to say, kind of my hometown stomping grounds, like Fog Lounge in Windsor, is yeah. definitely got a magical energy to it. Mm. Uh, I play pretty regularly still at the Richmond Tavern in London, Ontario, which I just love. It's kind of a classic, kind of honky-tonk style place. Nice. Huge shout out to the Townhouse Tavern in uh, Sudbury. I haven't been there for a few years, but it's definitely 
one of those venues that is near and dear to my heart. Um, and I got to say, the times changed high and lonesome club in Winnipeg. Okay. Absolutely. I've, you know, I've only had a chance to play there like a few times, mm-hmm. but I really, it is really the best club in Canada. Very so, cool. Yeah, in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. Unexpected. As far as I can tell you. So, yeah. and I mean, so many of these classic venues that have been around for more than 20 years, mm-hmm. I mean, it, they're very much fading out of our consciousness. There's quite a lot that have uh, disappeared over the yeah. last decade or so and uh you know those kind of rough looking dive par- bars you know where bands of all types have been playing for decades mm-hmm. you know it, it's they're treasures now like we yeah. really you know keeping those going is really important so yeah, the, yeah. i mean the ones that kind of made it through the pandemic i think it's it was a hard thing to do, but really special for the ones that could make it work. Yes. And now they're coming back with live music again. It's they're such valuable things for our community and for the local music community yes. and yeah. and for traveling musicians as Absolutely. well to know that they can come to a town and have a good spot to play. Like that's really, really yeah. special. And even just have a little home base in every yeah. in every city. That's exactly. kind of where it used to be. Because it used to be where you could like sleep upstairs or sleep yes. in the basement and you just kinda live there. You know, for a day or a couple days or whatever. Totally, so, they'll yeah. give you a meal when you're on well, the road not and stuff. Usually, Sometimes they might give you some like Depends. couple bottles of. 50 but yeah, or that's that it. or that yeah, that works too <laughs> that's too i guess it depends on the venue <laughs> um let's talk a little bit about a big exciting performance you had last weekend you oh, played yeah. the home county festival in london fantastic how was that that was a big deal for me for yeah. some reason home county is again one of those those spots where it's like hey it's sort of like where I grew up. I mean, I, I was raised in Windsor area, but I spent most of my 20s in London. And, you know, there's definitely people in that city who've been hearing me play mm-hmm. for, you know, a couple decades. Mm-hmm. And so the pressure's on. Like, you know, um, it was a great festival. It rained on Saturday, but Sunday, the you know, the sky was beautiful and we had a great audience. Um, I had a chance to go on stage with Stephen Fearing. That was probably a mm-hmm. highlight. Um, and I got to play with my buddy Dan Henshaw, who plays the mandolin. We don't really connect as much as we used to, because um, he lives in London and I live in Windsor, and we don't. Yeah. Unless it's a London show, we usually don't get a chance to, to play. So that was uh, a big treat. And I mean, I played at Home County. I think this is probably my fifth or sixth Home County. Okay. Um, cool. Over the course of time, the first time I played there was in 2005. Wow. So you know, um, yeah, it's been a good amazing kind of home base and usually I try to go to the festival even if Mm. I'm not playing at it so um, it's a really special magical festival Um, especially because it's uh, donation only so like there's not a big heavy ticket price on it Um, a lot of it's focused on the arts and crafts elements of, of the festival and it's and it's great like you know, anybody can come to downtown London that weekend and experience a, a great music festival. So it's, it's pretty that. rare. It's a rare gem. Yeah, so. it must be nice to kind of connect with the other musicians there too, right? People that maybe you've known from the local scene or you've met traveling along the way or... Uh, yeah, it must be nice to make those connections as well. It was great. And I mean, this year there was quite a lot of new musicians and mm-hmm. a lot of new performers that I hadn't met before or heard before. So that was always exciting to make some discoveries of artists that uh, you wouldn't necessarily have run into. So yeah. it's, it was really great. Cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it looked awesome. I mean, festivals are just like such a magical place for music in the community. So very exciting. Congratulations on that one. It was amazing. Um, and this weekend, you have a local show as well. We're so excited to have you back in town. You're going to be at the Yeti Bar tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. It's uh, my first time playing at the Yeti. Okay. Um, I have had breakfast there many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm very excited that uh, they're now kind of open at night, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, and so I'll be joining my friend Barry James Payne who is also known as Stringbone from Stratford we team up fairly regularly to do shows like do like um, double bill type shows but we'll probably do a few songs together at the end of the night so we're starting things off at 8 p.m. we'll probably go to like maybe 10 or 10 30 or so it's gonna be you know, we're going to wrap it up fairly early, I would yeah. think. But, you know, it's going to be a That's my kind really of show, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a really good time. And it's uh, it's technically it's $10, but okay. uh, you can pick up a ticket on Eventbrite in advance. We'll be running the advance tickets right up until showtime, basically. But if you haven't got a ticket in advance or anything, just come on down. Or if you're hanging out at the Yeti 
we're not going to kick you out. Yeah. You just stay there. Stay where you are. You can pay what you can. Perfect. And uh, we'd love to have you come and enjoy our show because it's going to be really great. We, Barry's got lots of road stories. I got lots of road stories. It's And lots of great songs. So it's going to be the thing tomorrow evening awesome. here in Kitchener, July yeah. 21st. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, we're so excited to have you back for another local show. Um, we're going to play one of your songs after we finish this up. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this cover, Don't Wait Too Long? So where did this cover come from? How did you find it? Well, oddly enough, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I do a lot of house sitting. Mm-hmm. So I was house sitting for my friends, and I'll confess this, like, I'm kind of old-fashioned, so I usually look through their CD collections. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, if I'm watching your house, I'm probably going to rip a couple of your CDs. Yeah, why not? So <laughs> I found, I, I'm a fan of Madeline Peru, but the album that I found at my friend's house uh, was one that I did not have before, mm-hmm. and I just ripped that record, and I just, I was just addicted to that song. It's kind of got this really great little choppy rhythm, and on the original track, there's this kind of funky organ groove happening. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of picked up the song. I love the message of it. You know, don't don't wait too long. If there's something you want to do, you got to go out there and take chances and, you know, and just just do it. You know what I mean? So um, that's and I just love singing it. It's a great song to sing. Mm-hmm. But my version of it that we did last summer, I included a fantastic trumpet player from yeah. Windsor named Russ Macklem. Uh, I've never had horns on any of my recordings before, and it was an incredible treat mm-hmm. to have him on board for that because he really kills it on that mm-hmm. number. And then I had Tara Dumphy from the Risdales band. So there's this incredible like fiddle trumpet mashup <laughs> going on in this song that you wouldn't think is a combination that would work, but they both came into the studio like back to back from each yeah. other. They are overdubs. We didn't do it live in the mm-hmm. studio, but like. It's just seamless. I'm just, I was so impressed with both of their incredible musicianship yeah. on this particular track. So Love yeah. it. Oh, well, it's a beautiful recording. I really enjoyed listening to it this week. Um, well, thanks so much for coming on our show. It was so nice to chat with you. And uh, all the best with the show tomorrow. Yes. So well, Friday we'll night. Yeah, Friday night at the Yeti Bar. You can check out Allison Brown and Barry James Payne. Um, tickets are $10 or pay what you can. What time does it start again? We're going to start right at 8. 8 okay. means 8. Perfect. <laughs> does awesome. it mean 8.30? Well, thanks so much, Allison. It was really nice to chat with you. It's great to chat with you too, Allison. And great <laughs> to have Derek along here too. It's wonderful to be on Midtown. And uh, I can't wait to come back again. Perfect. Okay. Well, we're going to close things out, I think, with your song, Don't Wait Too Long. You can wait a million years If you think that time will change your ways Don't wait too long When your morning turns to night Who'll be loving you by candlelight? If you think that time will change your ways Don't wait too long Baby, you Baby
just heard Don't Wait Too Long by Allison Brown here on Midtown Radio. Well, that is all the time we have for On the Scene tonight. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. On the Scene is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. Special thanks to our guests, Miranda Campbell and Allison Brown. And huge shout out to AOK for having us here for the evening. Our next episode of On the Scene is going to be on August 3rd. We're going to be going live from Midnight Run Cafe. And we're super excited to check out a new spot. Until next time, tune into On the Scene. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a tagline this time. (laughs) Until next time, enjoy. Enjoy. We're going to go see if Eric Moon has uh, Kim Mitchell. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care.